0: Through most of 2016, me and my mate Dom were both working nights, meaning the only time we really found to hang out was going for late, late night walks in the southern Brisbane suburb of Wishard to a local servo and stocking up on crap food for the walk home. By mid-year, we'd started braving the risky shortcuts of the walk, namely a very dark bike path that runs alongside Belimba Creek and out to Malkravacapalabar Road. There's a link to the Google map of this whole area in the show notes at one. By the way, you'll notice that some places, most places of this path are out of line of sight for houses. Not super safe at 2.30 in the morning. And that's the time it was on a freezing May morning on the journey home, when across some scrub in the bush, we noticed a blue light. It was a spotlight, which meant if we walked a metre either way, it just wasn't visible anymore. We figured the council had something in there for the creek or the massive overhead power lines, and we just kept walking. Until we spotted another one about 20 metres later. We egged each other on that when we got to the opening of the park that we crossed the field into the bush and try and work out what was there. Except when we got to the opening, the entryway to the bush, which was kind of in a hidden back corner of the park, had heaps of blue and green and red lights up. This could be seen from the road and the houses opposite the park if you really looked, but it was 2.30 in the morning and it was pretty out of the way. As we got within ten metres of the opening to the bush where the lights were, we started to make out silhouettes of people. We both stopped dead. It was silent, and then movement. Someone with a torch walking towards us. We ran. We reported to the police on our journey back home who admitted that a lot of weird stuff happens by Belimba Creek. We kind of only really reported it in the hope that we'd get an answer. Within half an hour, we were in the car back at the park, but there was no sign of anything we'd seen. What the hell did we run into? I'm Scotty MacDonald, and this is Brisbane is Weird, a weekly podcast telling the weird stories that make up this amazing Australian city. Some from the past, and some still happening today. And this particular one happened to me a year ago it was like an orangey light a little further on like maybe another 20 metres oh was it orange yes because the second one was the first was blue the second was orange the third was red and then there was the main oh. area and I remember the orange one thinking oh I think they're doing road works or council, yeah, works, or council right. works or something and then it was the red one, and I'm like, "What the hell's going on?" Every single time Dom and I hang out late at night, we've at least done a drive by of the park in the hope of seeing them again and finding out what the heck was going on. But
1: we still we can't have been
0: too suspicious because we walked over. We walked over to them. Now we, like, but it's when we... we saw people that we. Oh yeah. Yeah, certainly. It was when we saw people who weren't council workers in high-vis. See, that's what makes this whole thing so weird. During our late-night walks, we met some interesting people, had to avoid packs of drunk kids, found the creepiest houses, and one time we were seconds away from walking through a very threatening drug deal in the middle of nowhere, in the middle of the night. All these things, they made sense, though. As terrifying as they might have been, we always knew what they were. This... It was just weird. I think if you drove past on the street and you weren't looking for it, you would have totally missed it. But that's the thing. If they truly didn't want to be found, you could have missed it, wouldn't have been an option. I don't know if being found was a big concern. I don't, like as you know, I'm not, this is what makes me rule out or anything too illegal. It wasn't hidden enough. People who are doing something really illegal yeah. would go to more effort to hide it. Yeah. We'd always generally speculated on it being a cult or something witchcrafty. Dom kept pushing the theory that maybe it was a drug deal. But I'm just saying, I think we've ruled that the drug deal out too quickly too soon. To me, that just didn't make that much sense, especially with the lights. About a month later, I dropped a thread on the Brisbane subreddit asking if anyone could tell us what it was. I figured Reddit is the kind of place that would know or have similar stories. Again, you can head to brisbaneisweird.com slash one to check the show notes of how that thread played out. Reddit gave us three paths to follow wicker, witchcraft, dogging, which is people having public sex, and one of the scariest private messages I've ever received. More on that soon. Hello. Hello, is it Tamas? Yes. Is that how am I pronouncing it right? Yes. Thanks to a quick Facebook status, I was put in contact with Tamis. She's been involved in pagan spirituality for decades. Now, at this point, it's worth explaining that paganism is really just a name for religions that fall outside those main world religions of Christianity, Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, etc. You know the ones. Now, Wicca is one such religion. It's more or less derived from witchcraft and medieval spirituality, But from what I understand, it's been quite modernised and updated to a very 2017 context. If I've got that wrong, please don't be angry at me, and sorry to anyone that this is really important to. I guess I just wanted to explain it as quickly as I could to help understand this phone call.
1: Um, It doesn't seem like, quote-unquote, Wiccan, but every, every person celebrates and practices differently. Yeah. Um, The best thing about paganism and everything that goes underneath that umbrella, you tailor it to what you feel comfortable with. So they could have been just meditating. They could have been just grounding. A lot of people um, sit around a tree to ground themselves. Okay. Um, Basically, when you're grounding, you, you get into a very centered state and you visualize roots or something similar going out of your body into the ground and you draw strength and energy from the earth and it calms you, it centers you. So that could be why they were silent.
0: Why Why 2.30 in the morning?
1: Most people practice at night time because they don't want to be quote unquote found out. Okay. Um, there is a lot of people who practice certain things at certain hours of the day. You don't necessarily have to. It's one of the best things about paganism, as I said. It's all down to improvisation. Um, But, yeah, as I said, most people, when they do things like that, when they do rituals and Sabbaths and celebrations, it's usually at night time, so there's less of a chance of being seen by anybody.
0: That's fair. So we really really did just stuff the whole atmosphere.
1: (laughs) Well, not necessarily. It depends how practiced they were. I mean, if... If you had literally got in there and walked through their circle and looked in their faces and say, hey, what are you doing? That probably would have killed the mood. But if you're just walking past and you didn't actually fully interrupt them, they should have been fine. Why the lights? Um, it depends. A lot of different lights people use to center their chakras. So a blue light is your throat chakra. An orange light is your um, your second chakra and a red light is your base chakra, which is your first chakra. So they could have been using them to ground themselves or to center their chakras or something like that.
0: Okay. So we, in terms of the lights that we saw on the way in, and, that, and they were actually a fair way away from where they were, and they're in fairly dense bush, mm-hmm. could they have been some kind of signaling system, this is where we're meeting, keep heading in that direction?
1: Yes, could have been, yep. Okay, wow. Just a a little subtle nuance to let others that were meeting them there know where to go.
0: The Wiccan thing seems really logical on the surface. And if one day I meet someone who is part of what we saw and they confirm it was some kind of Wiccan or even pagan ceremony, I wouldn't be surprised. But the more research I put into it, it just, it didn't tick the boxes 100%. Even Tamis seemed to be working more to explain how it could have been a pagan ceremony than confirm if it was or wasn't one, which is fine. That's what I asked her to do. While I think she has managed to give a pretty reasonable explanation for it being perhaps a grounding ceremony, I feel like the signal lights still don't make a lot of sense. They kind of push it over for me. Also... Why have we never seen this group meeting here again, or found anything online about it, or had reports of it on the Reddit article which was filled with people who said they know that area well, and in fact live on the streets that lead to that park? But I don't know much about this topic. Maybe that's exactly what it was. The second lead we got from the Reddit post was Dogging. If you Google the word dogging, be careful who's around, it'll lead you to a Wikipedia article that describes it as British slang for the practice of watching or engaging in exhibitionist sexual activity in a public place. I personally hoped that this wasn't what we saw, for so many reasons. It kind of just stops the whole thing at a very boring dead end though, and the coloured lights didn't really make sense especially the spotlights that didn't make sense with Wicker, the ones that seemed to be leading people into the park from Mount Kravat Kapalabar Road. By the way, an important side note here is that there was an easier way to get into the park. In fact, the part of the bush that they were meeting in was directly across 50 metres of parkland from a road. It was actually the most open part of the bushland, and if you just drove onto that street you would have ended up right where you needed to be. Also, weeks later, we walked through the bush to try and work everything out. Those lights that were signalling people up the road were so far from the clearing and through such dense creek network terrain that getting there in daylight was hard, let alone at night. They put serious work into those lights, and they're important. Don't forget, if you need to see a map of exactly where it is I'm talking about, you can find it on com slash one. Anyway, back to dogging. That was a dead lead for us for almost a year until researching this podcast, I started googling dogging Brisbane. And this happened. I've found a website called swingersheaven.com on it. I've found um, locations in Queensland for dogging. No. Someone posted on the 7th of August 2016, which was about three months after we saw everything. Yeah, yeah. Rochedale, dot, dot, end of Preble Street off Gardner Road, dot, 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 follow it down past estates until you go under the Gateway Motorway, dot, dot, open areas park on western side of bridge or under are goat tracks heading towards Billimba Creek, not necessarily needed. No.
1: Yep. Well, that's... uh, Oh, that's so interesting.
0: I researched dogging a lot after this. In fact, anytime someone borrows my laptop now, I start rehearsing the conversation in my head of how I'll justify when something I've forgotten to delete out of my browsing history pops up in front of them. Anyway, every bit of reading I did on dogging suggested it was mostly done in cars. It almost always got a drive-in, drive-out feel about it. No one's setting things up or packing things down, and a big part of the thrill is the unplanned nature of it. You meet in a car park, everyone's in their cars, what's done is done, you don't set up lights, or all meet on the other side of the park, and you drive out of there. Further to this, the lights. The only mention of lights in anything related to dogging is the process of what an interior light means, What what the process of flashing your headlights or your brake lights mean, Actually, this whole international language exists around publicly having sex in your car, apparently. Windows up, windows down, windows half up. I read it all. Also, the thing I found that I called Dom about just before, the actual location is ages away from where we saw everything. Well Not actually ages, it's a few hundred metres, but through really inaccessible terrain across a creek. There's no sealed paths there. In fact, most of the paths are really, really grown over. Remember, also, it was late at night. This terrain's hard to walk in the day. Plus, these guys were talking about parking under the bridge to wait. If they were going to meet in that area, they would have met on the street that was across the park from where we first found them. But then, maybe this group were different. The final lead we got was a personal message to me on Reddit after I'd posted asking what it could have been with all the details. Bear in mind, at this point, we're still a little bit freaked out by what it could have been. This is what landed in my inbox. Take your public post down and have nothing to fear. This has to be the splinter that I've been trying to extract. I don't want them to disappear again or something else to happen if they catch wind. Let me know when available to discuss this week. I want to move while it's hot. Can talk around noon today or later this evening. Thank you for your cooperation. Like, holy crap! My stomach dropped when I read it. I screenshot it and I sent it to all my friends that have been involved in this process so far. I called the guy that night and unfortunately I didn't get permission to use the conversation. But I did record it. So, he's one of my friends as an actor.
1: I'm pretty sure I know what it is. And yeah. I'm pretty sure it's, it's harmless The what it is. is: Have you heard of Ingress? No. Okay, so it's an augmented reality game. And there's teams. You know, one's a blue team, one's a green team, right? And you use your phone as the peripheral, and you go in real locations, and you... Have to do all sorts of things, right? It's a bit like geocaching, but you're on teams and you're sort of like. You're Holy
0: crap, that's
1: awesome! I've been trying to track down in that area, there's there's a group, and I've been trying to track them down because they're pretty. everyone's pretty serious. So the whole moral of the game is your agents. So your agents for one team or the, or the other team, and you sort of band together if you want to, or you can play like a lone wolf kind of thing, do whatever you want. But I'm pretty sure it relates to that because I've been trying to track them down for a while. I've just missed a group, and it was in the same area, and I know they met, I know they met in that same area as the Ridiculous Hour. If you
0: didn't get all that, it's a game called Ingress. Ingress is actually what the once very popular, but now <laughs> very obscure Pokemon Go was based on. It was like the infrastructure around a game that was played in real places. You actually had to physically go to places to find different things and to have different battles and and all of that kind of stuff. We followed this lead pretty hard because at the time it made sense. It had the lights that were signaling people in. It was hidden. It was two o'clock in the morning and it was around the time of a big Ingress convention. We even downloaded Ingress and that's when we learned that that park had nothing going on. There was no reason to battle in that area. We also spoke to somebody who was pretty deeply involved in Ingress in Brisbane, and they admitted that that's not really something you do, even if you were deep into the game. It was 2.30am, May 24, 2016. It was a weekday. Perhaps the obvious answer is it was Wicca or a pagan ceremony, Maybe it was just a couple of horny Brisbaneites dogging. Or maybe it was some people really seriously playing Ingress. Maybe it was something totally unrelated, and maybe you know. If you do, by the way, shoot me a message at brisbaneisweird.com. Okay, so the lights at Wishart were weird, but I'd like to believe that they were harmless. In comparison to a murder that happened at Kangaroo Point... And the person who's alleged to have confessed to doing it on their deathbed was involved in setting up some massive Brisbane institutions. Universities, hospitals, shopping centres that all still stand today. In fact, I'm willing to bet you've visited most of them. That's next time on Brisbane is Weird. You can download the podcast anytime on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher or just brisbaneisweird.com. The Brisbane is Weird podcast is created, researched and produced by me, Scotty McDonald. Any leads, comments and feedback are also welcome. A special thanks to Tamás and Dom who both appeared in this episode and for everybody online that helped me research it.